just want some fresh baked cookies. Uh, <laughs> I blame you, Lisa. This is all your fault. I am to blame you. Because universal law. <laughs> Welcome to OK, But Hear Me Out, a healthy conversation podcast about our favorite fandoms and latest obsessions. I'm your host, Cassie. And I'm Lisa. And on this podcast, our friends and I will be trying to convince each other to dive into our latest favorites. This podcast is mostly geared towards anime and manga. However, we have many other not-so-guilty pleasures that we are happy to share. No, I'm, do you see I'm applauding you? I am no. applauding you for remembering to do the disclaimer. <laughs> I'm so happy. It only took six episodes. Well, it's like we remembered last time, too, so it's five. five. Yeah, good job. So proud. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, before we get into the details of this podcast... I'm going to tell you the rule, which we both know it. Hopefully, if there are listeners that are continuing to listen to our nonsense at this point, you also know the rule of the podcast. (laughs) But if this happens to be your first episode, here's the rule. There's only one rule, and it is that our feelings are canon. Basically, this means that we shouldn't bash others for feeling things that are different than the ones that we feel. Our feelings are real to those who are feeling them. At the end of the day, we should respect each other, their opinions and choices. Because, you know, this is meant to be a healthy conversation podcast, not a shaming, arguing, or belittling podcast. So if you have a problem with that, you and your negativity could probably be used elsewhere. Yes. This is a positive space. Awesome. So now that we know the rule of the podcast, let's start the conversation. Today, based on the title of this, I'm going to be talking about Lego Ninjago. And I will be talking about as told by Ginger. Now, this episode I'm going first, because like I told you last time, we're switching off to make mm-hmm. it fair. I think this is going to be a weird episode, because I feel like most of our stuff has to do with, like, anime or, like, well-known cartoons. And then these two are kind of random, off the wall. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think this we, is going to be... we chose this because of, like, with a nostalgia factor, like, more so. I feel like this is going to be weird because Lego Ninjago is still coming out. Oh. <laughs> so, it is kind of nostalgic because it started coming out a long time ago. And it is still continually coming out. But I definitely feel that this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to have to be like, okay, Lisa, hear me out. It's going to sound, this show sounds so stupid, but I promise you it's really fun. <laughs> so I'm just going to jump into it because I, I don't know if I have that much to talk about, to be perfectly honest. It's kind of hard to talk about this, but I want to do it anyway because I love this show. So I need you to hear me out, Lisa. Okay. That I'm is the name of this you. podcast. Hear me out. Stick with me <laughs> till the end. And then you can tell me how you feel. But also feel free to interject if you have questions. Got it. So, Lego Ninjago is about a group of ninja with elemental powers who work together to protect all of Ninjago from various evils. Very different from my show. (laughs) (laughs) Completely different. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. I, and it's Legos. So, you know. Yeah. They're ninja (laughs) Lego people. I love it. So... I think the major thing, the one of the reasons where, so I, again, we talked a little bit, not really, but you mentioned the nostalgia factor for these shows. This has a bit of nostalgia for me, but the reason I started rewatching it recently was because of two things. One, because of Haikyuu, actually. Okay. And two, because I fell into a YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> Love those. Yeah. So I mentioned to you, me and Natasha both mentioned to you that Haikyuu is just, in dub, is just one of the funniest things. And I was going through a hard time-ish when I first started re-watching it in dub. Or no, when I watched it in dub and then when I re-watched it in dub. It just, it's a really lighthearted show that just like 
makes me feel happy. And I was watching clips on YouTube because they have like compilation videos to like how like funny things that they have said or like, you know, Haiku is my therapy compilation video or whatever. Like they have all these really fun compilation videos and somehow it transformed into these Lego Ninjago compilation videos, like out of context videos. So I started watching them because I was like, yeah, I used to love that show. Why not? And I would just sit there and crack up laughing (laughs) because it was so funny. So that's like my first talking point is that it's so funny and it reminds me of the Haiku dub. I can't really explain the amount of quotable lines from this show that just kind of lift my spirit. But I mean... If it's anything, like, if you could take away anything, like, knowing that the show is funny, I, like, I think I know what the writers were thinking. Because one of the main characters' names is Jay Walker. <laughs> <laughs> like, if that doesn't spell it out for you, what will? Jay Walker. Jay Walker. I love it. I remember when I first made that discovery, I was just laughing so hard. I was like, why? Who decided that? They knew what they were doing. and just to like I think elevate this point I am going to be attaching a link to a video for one of the other characters his name is Cole it's a a compilation video and to me he has some of the funniest lines him and Jay have some of the funniest lines there's this part where they're like in this haunted house and they see this picture and Jay like touches it, like knocks on it, and it starts like spilling water. Kind of like Narnia. <laughs> if you've seen the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, it starts spilling water. And Cole is just like, Why would you touch the scary picture, Jay? And Jay turns <laughs> and he goes, I didn't know it would do that, Cole. Don't touch that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like there's another line that just makes me crack up too. They are I don't remember exactly, but Jay is, like, in this cave with some beast creature monster thing. It's going to come to me as soon as I finish. As soon as we finish recording. But he's in, like, this cave. And he basically is shouting up to them because they're, like, up on this cliff. Like, in no way in harm whatsoever. And he's like, I think it wants to bite me. And Cole just (laughs) yells down to him. He goes, then let it bite you. And Jay goes, if I get out of here, I'm going to bite you. (laughs) Then let it bite you. (laughs) And it's just like the face that Cole makes is just so funny. And that's the other thing, too, for you specifically, Lisa, that there are a lot of like videos, especially on YouTube. And like as I've gone back and rewatched it, I can totally see it where they're like, you know, Jay and Cole being a married couple for like however many minutes or whatever, because they're like brothers they're bros they're best friends except Mia but she's their like a sister well she is one of their sisters I'll get to that in a second but they're like (laughs) a brotherhood is what I'm trying to say so they're always like there for each other but like sometimes I'm like and I get where these people are coming from that make these videos they're like these two they could be a couple they like there's hardcore shipping between the the main characters I think (laughs) it's so funny and it honestly I find that there's a lot of fact in it. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. But just because of how they, but again, they're like a brother. They're brothers. They're brotherhood. Yeah, but it could also be seen. Soulmates. Huh? I, platonic soulmates. <laughs> yeah. Which actually leads me to my second point is the brotherhood, quote unquote, is inspiring. It's kind of like Haikyuu again in this sense that this show has a way of like showing how the ninjas support each other how they protect each other and how they like raise each other up through thick and thin. I mean, like the first season alone, when they have to quote unquote, unlock their true potential, Mm -hmm. they do this by overcoming things that they are kind of self-conscious about and that they fear. And when one ninja unlocks their potential, it makes the others want to do the same. And not just because they're trying to outdo each other because they kind of are, because they're kind of always competitive with each other as brothers are. (laughs) <laughs> but it's also so that they can fight alongside them, you know? Yeah. And I, like, just, they do often refer to each other as brothers throughout the series. And they have this mentality to never give up or leave a friend behind. And yeah. 
yeah, it's just, it's so wonderful to see this kind of friendship, this kind of brotherhood. And like I mentioned before, later on in the series, well, she's introduced right away. Um, one of the ninjas has a sister named Mia, and she does later become a ninja. But like, even whenever she joins like the quote unquote official group, she's still considered they're like, you know, they have this line I remember specifically, I don't remember what season it is, but they were like, brother sharpens brother and then they look at Nia and they said or a sister and they like help her up off the ground I think or maybe it's Jay's they help somebody up off of the ground but it's just like one of those things where it's just like really endearing that they have this closeness they're like a, a very knit tight-knit family and I really really love that about this show and now we get into some kind of points that are maybe not as great or inspiring but there are some great voice actors for this and they put real power into their character speeches there's actually a video that I'm going to attach to this, and it is a video on one of the DVDs. It's like a bonus feature, and it is all the voice actors recording together. They all record in the same room together. Okay. I think yeah. there's another show I've, I've, I've watched that I think does that sometimes. I love that because you get to, like, bounce off of each other, and you can, like, hear that. Yeah, because <laughs> normally, because I told you my best friend, like, wants to be a voice actor, and she is. Officially yeah. speaking, she is officially a professional voice actor. She has some credits on her repertoire now, and she's even a main character in the show. It's so cool. Woo. I actually watched the first episode. It was really good. <laughs> but most of the time they record, at least in the anime sphere, they record like separately. And I'm pretty sure even for like major animated films, they record their voices separately. They don't normally record together, and at least not always. Yeah. And I could be wrong about this. I don't know for sure, but... Or they might have, like, one or two people in there, or maybe not one or two, two or three people in there at the same time. But, like, there's very rare where I've heard of everybody being in the same room together. So I think the video is really fun, and to see them all, like, interacting with each other is pretty mm -hmm. cool. I like that video, so I'm going to attach it in the, the notes. Yay. Yeah. And I guess this kind of goes back. I wrote in here my little notes. It is packed full of inspiring and powerful moments. This is going to be a slight spoiler for the show, but one of the characters, Kai, he is the one who, so I guess I should explain a little bit that there's like this, in the very beginning, there's like this legend of a green ninja, because they all, all the ninja have different colors that they're assigned mm -hmm. to. And there is like a prophecy that the green ninja is going to like basically defeat the evil and whatever, the darkness, great lord whatever you want to call it, just be the ultimate ninja. And so all of them, there's a point in time where they're all kind of trying to figure out who's going to be the green ninja amongst them. And there's this point where Kai, he realizes who the real green ninja is. And he, he's the, he's the ninja of fire. So he often does portray that typical, like hot headed personality, always like very prideful, wants to, you know, take the glory not necessarily at the risk of others but like he wants that glory yeah and he there's this moment where he realizes who the green ninja is and he gives up his own pride and the chance at glory to save the green ninja and it's just so powerful that because for a long time it makes you feel like because kai is the quote-unquote main character even though they kind of switch protagonists like the main protagonist throughout this series but they almost make you feel like Kai's going to be the Green Ninja. And then when he is the one to realize that he is not and who really is, it's just, ah, uh, I really love <laughs> it. It's so good. <laughs> and again, on a slightly not so inspirational quote or point, it's Legos. I don't know about <laughs> you, but almost every gamer show that is Legos is so fun and entertaining. I don't know what it is I've about Legos animated, it. but Legos come to life is, it's just imaginative. And of course it makes you want to buy the Legos. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, lo I used to love playing with Legos, but I've never watched a single animated Legos anything. Not even the Lego movie? Not even the Lego movie. I think uh, because I, when it came out, it, the, th the theme song for that one was that, like, that everything is awesome, right? Yes. Yes, it I, was. I did not like that song. <laughs> I found it so annoying. Like, it's it's a cute song. Like, I'm not going to lie. But it was just so annoyingly everywhere. Yes. You know, similar to, like, the, the um, Happy song from Despicable Me. 
Yeah. Or let it go so, by Frozen. Yes. It was just well, like. not by Frozen, you, but from Frozen. Not by Frozen. <laughs> yeah. It was just, I remember hearing it more and I was like, I, this is kind of annoying me. Yeah. A little bit, but no, I've never actually sat down and watched. And I've heard they were good. Like, I've heard nothing but good things about them. Yeah. I just never sat down and watched them. Just something about animated Legos was never, like, a, a niche for me. Like, it was just not something I, I felt was needed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, granted, I highly doubt I was the core audience they were marketing to. Yeah. So that could have been it as well. That's fair. But, you know, even as a fan of playing with the Lego toys, I still never was like, oh, yeah, that makes me want to watch them animated. I don't know. <laughs> I... Like many cartoons, I think I fell into watching some cartoons by one of two means. One, because I would just like surf Netflix and, or like, you know, if we back in the day when cable was more prominent, like I would just be channel surfing. Mm -hmm. And two, because of my baby brother. So at the mm -hmm. time, both me and my baby brother were both into Lego Ninjago. He even had a Lego Ninjago alarm clock that I was very jealous of. I wanted it <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and... We would watch it together. I mean, not always together, but we were both, like, really liked it. So I think you don't necessarily have to like the the Lego animated realm, if you will. But I really enjoy it because, like, and even before, like, the Lego movie came out, just playing, like, Lego Batman or Lego Harry Potter, like, any Lego game I ever played was always so fun and enjoyable. Even though most of the time it kind of follows, like, the similar storylines as the actual stories i don't know what it is yeah. again about lego games but i think the lego games are so fun and i will say with the lego movie i enjoy the lego movie i didn't like the end why well, I, I appreciated the end ish but there's like a part of the end where they kind of take it out and then put it back in i'm not going to tell you what that means because it'll spoil some things but yeah <laughs> it just that part annoyed me because i was invested in the story until that point and then i was like ugh. But I think still the rest of the story was great. Okay. And on the note of the song, I do understand what you mean by the song being annoying. But I think that's what's great about the song is because they are trying to basically market that everything is awesome when in fact it really isn't. And so when things start to fall apart, ev like there's a lot of people, you know, that especially the, like the main character, he was like, come on, everything is awesome. And we're like, right now it really isn't awesome. So, you know, how do you work around that? So. There are some great things about that movie, and there are great things about the Lego shows that I think are, again, just really entertaining. And there's just something so funny about seeing Legos animated. I don't know. <laughs> especially in Lego Ninjago, some of their facial expressions just crack me up. Or even what they don't say. There's a part where they're talking about things that are threatening. And one of the characters says, ooh, I know, a pillow! And everyone just kind of like slow head turns towards him. And I just, I don't know. It's just. I mean, if used correctly, it could be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just throwing that out there. Well, maybe. I don't know if they were thinking of something non-threatening. I think the line that he said afterwards was like, I was trying to think of something non-threatening. But that was like, it was totally out of context with what was happening in that moment. And it was just really funny. <laughs> everyone just looked at him and they were like really Kai really <laughs> anyway so I have a couple wrap up points I do think that first of all this may be slightly outdated at times because especially in the beginning they often exclude Nia from the group even though she is like as tough as nails until mm -hmm. later on in the series when she also becomes a ninja because in the very beginning like the very first episode she gets kidnapped, and one of the reasons Kai ends up joining the group of ninjas is because they're going to go try to save her. So he's like, I want to save my sister. She's my only family I have left. And then she likes, because they don't have anywhere else to go, so they stay at the monastery with the Master Master Wu and the other ninja. And Nia is there, and she often shows she has so many other skills, like completely all the time, like coming into the game with like cool new things. But she does get excluded a lot in the beginning. Because she's not one of the ninja, quote-unquote, even though she's very capable. So there, again, are at times in the beginning where it can be a little outdated, but I still think it's a good show. Because she has her time. She has her moment when she discovers her true potential as well, and it's great. 
And then the second wrap-up point, my only other wrap-up point, is that it may turn you off because every season has a different antagonist with new challenges, which I know some people don't really care for. I love that. I know. I figured it might not because you like Korra, and Korra has a different antagonist every season. But sometimes... The same antagonist can get a little bland sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, every season... They have, like, yeah, they just have different challenges that they have to face. And I think that the reason that I still love it, even though sometimes it feels like it often, like, completely shifts gears every time you (laughs) change seasons, Hmm. it's that they still hold, like, the steadfast themes of the show. So, like, the idea of brotherhood, you know, the elemental powers, you know, those things, they make it worth sticking around because they're constantly developing their powers and constantly coming into challenges that question and that threaten their brotherhood. So I think that is really fascinating, interesting. And the only other thing I have to say about that is that you can watch it on Netflix. And what's great about it too, is that most of the seasons are only 10 episodes long. And cause I was going to say there are like 13, I think 13 is yeah. coming out now. A 14th ep- season is coming out now, but there are a lot of seasons, but again, they're only like 10 minutes, or not 10 minutes, 10 episodes mm-hmm. long. So it's kind of not that hard to watch all of it. Okay. So, yeah. So and just as far as my resources go, I have a, well, there's an overview of every season. I have an article of that, but, so that has like some slight spoilers. But there is this video that I thought was so hilarious, and I will send it to you because I want you to watch it, Lisa. It says, everything <laughs> you need to know about Ninjago. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like a parody of all the stupid stuff they get themselves into, but it's also kind of the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so it does have kind of a bit of spoilers in a sense, but I also think if you really want to like be intrigued by the show, but also still have no idea what's going on, you should watch that. Okay. Probably give it a shot. I have some time coming up where I'll be like free for a whole week and I want to find things to binge. <laughs> Do it. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you. You tell me about As Told by Ginger. All right. Well, As Told by Ginger is a coming-of-age comedy drama series. It mainly focuses on Ginger. <laughs> what? And I know. A, pre- <laughs> a preteen girl who, along with her friends Dodie and Macy, try to like navigate middle and later high school, as well as they're trying to change their status in the hierarchy of middle school as being creeps, if you will. <laughs> it's not like a main focus, but it is a a big plot point that kind of runs through the series a little bit. And okay. it's, it's in the series a bit because towards the beginning of the series, Ginger attracts the attention of this popular witch girl named Courtney, which kind of like shakes up the hierarchy of this <laughs> middle school because they're like, why is she so interested in Ginger? Ginger's a great character, so I, I'm like, she's she's interesting because Ginger's a good person anyway. But you know, people yeah, are like, not I will. I don't know that much about this popular girl, but yeah, not all popular quote unquote popular people are terrible people. Exactly, and that's that's the thing. This popular girl, if you will, Courtney, she's actually nice. You know, she's a little ditzy sometimes and very mm-hmm. privileged, but she's nice. Her best friend, however, Miranda, is not nice. <laughs> And she does not like the fact that her friend has her attention on this other girl who she thinks is nowhere near as cool or should be in their like social circle. So like, she is the main antagonist, if you will, of Ginger throughout the series because she doesn't like the fact that her friend Courtney also wants another friend in Ginger. Ah, yeah. Because you can't have more than one friend. You can you only can have one. Have more than one friend. She is extremely jealous of this, and it's the weirdest thing because she's not she doesn't like tell Miranda she doesn't want anything to do with her anymore she's just like I think Ginger's cool and you know I, I want to hang out with her and Miranda's like no she's a little porky what are you talking about no it's just the two of us yeah <laughs> it's really weird so fun fact about this show and I'm, we're dating ourselves here because I was looking at the date <laughs> for it this show started in 2000 huh. <laughs> I, I feel so gross saying that Oh my like gosh. 22 years ago. I cannot ah. believe. Like, I feel like I haven't even lived 20. I have, but I feel like I haven't. Like, at least not my media. You know, I grow, but my media doesn't. I don't like that. But also, 
I, I know that that's a thing because like this year, because we talk, I talk about Sailor Moon quite often, they're celebrating the 30th anniversary of that. So I'm like, wow, so much. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So long ago. So yeah, this is heavy on nostalgia for me. It has been a while since I've watched it full out. So some of my details might be off, but I think I'll be okay. <laughs> but yeah, this show came out 22 years ago. I'm going to go get my uh, cane <laughs> and my right? walker. Jeez, I know, right? Like, I'll be that much closer to <laughs> kicking the bucket. Jeez. <laughs> not really. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're really not that old. We are not that we're old. We're not that old. No, but it's just like, it feel. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but also it does. Because yeah. here's why. So one of the reasons I adored this show is like, to me, watching it, it seemed like the most realistic portrayal of preteens than most okay. things that I've seen. Because, like, a lot of other preteen media has is very stylized and dramatic, which it, it, it makes sense because you're marketed, marketing it to kids, so it has to be funny and over-the-top. And yeah. as told by Ginger, wasn't that? At least not to me, I guess. I <laughs> It just, it's because, like, I was, this came out in 2000, so I was around, so I was eight. So, obviously, I wasn't near the age of being in middle school yet I still had a couple years but I remember watching it and I was like oh this is what middle school will sort of be like and then a couple years later I'm re-watching it because Nickelodeon which is the oh my gosh the, the network the network Jesus the network it was on was Nickelodeon but it also got moved to Teen Nick which was some of their like later more mature shows if you will mm -hmm. uh, so I would watch it a little closer, I think, in the fifth grade towards that, and, and re-watching it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, this is what's similar experiences that I may have in middle school. And it still was, in a sense, obviously not to a T, because it's a cartoon show, <laughs> yeah. but it was, it very much did portray a more realistic view of what preteens are or or would go through, as opposed to other similar shows I watched at the time, like Degrassi, if you've ever Ugh. seen that. Very, very dramatic. So very, dramatic. So dramatic, and on, like, the complete opposite spectrum of As Told by Ginger. I watched both. I loved both. But, you know, I, As Told by Ginger was more realistic in the sense, like, my my life was not going to be as dramatic as the kids in Degrassi. <laughs> like, it really uh, wasn't. Yeah. At least I hoped it wouldn't be, and it, it wasn't. But, like, I was not seeing myself go through all the things the kids in Degrassi used to go through. That can be another episode in itself. But No, thank you. I don't need yeah. to hear about that. Uh, yeah, I'm, There are great parts to it, but yeah, that's that's we'll leave that for later. But, <laughs> <laughs> another thing. So yeah, like, I loved it because seeing the most realistic, and it went through, like, so many different experiences that you don't want to think children go through, but they in they fact do. do like first yeah. first pressure excuse me jealousy grief absentee parents you know first relationships depression the fact that their bodies are changing so rapidly and they don't know how to feel about that because it's not something you can control you know yeah and these kids were essentially going through that and they were showing you like their realistic takes on it and i thought that was like so amazing i was like oh yeah it's not like I'm not the I'm not gonna be the only person that's going through these experiences. They're universal. And when you're a kid, yeah. you always think what you're going through, you're the only person in the world. Especially in middle school. Everybody in middle school is just school. like, uh, nobody understands what I'm exactly. going through. It was so dramatic. <laughs> and it's just like, no, we're not. These are universal experiences that everyone goes through. Obviously we don't experience them the same way, but yeah. we all have some sort of in not impact we were all impacted by one of these things you know yeah so that was like one of the first things that i loved about it and i think it's still like if i was to rewatch it today which i did watch a couple of times but i think kids today would still very much relate to ginger and her friends i mean it's a little outdated because like now kids have so many phones and technology and other things to get them through life but yeah take those away i still think there are still parts of it that kids can kids can and will relate to 
Yeah. So another thing I love about the show, which also blew my mind as a kid when I first watched it at eight, and then I just grew to love it as I got older, was the fact that their clothes changed. <laughs> it sounds really dumb, but when you growing up watching a bunch of, and we've talked about this in pre- in previous episodes, but a lot of animated shows to save on time and money, you know, your characters wear the same outfit in every single day, in every single instance, with the exception of maybe a special episode where they're wearing a different outfit. Except if you're but, a Sakura from Car Captor Sakura, they have a million yes. one clothing. <laughs> but in As Told by Ginger, they change their clothes every single episode. Not only do they change their clothes, they would rewear some of their clothes. So it's just that it had that much more realistic tone to me. Because I'm like, yeah, I wear clothes more than once, you know? I don't just wear a shirt and then you never see it again. <laughs> These are yeah. clothes that I, especially like if. In live-action shows, obviously that happens, but, like, a lot of those shows, they would wear an outfit, and then they'll never see it for the rest of the season. But in this animated show, they would re-wear clothes, and I just thought that was so cool. It's such an interesting detail to me (laughs) when I was a kid, and it stuck on me. So not only did they, like, change their clothing, they, like, aged and changed as they were aging. So the show starts with them, with Ginger and her friends in the seventh grade, and it ends with them as freshman year in high school. And you get to watch them as they grow. Sometimes their, like, hair changes. They wear their makeup a little differently. But they don't stay or look the same. One of the most obvious changes in the show was this character named Darren. He starts off with this really big, ugly-looking braces apparatus thing over his face. And then... Oh, that's so outdated. It's so outdated. And then it gets removed, and he's hot all of a sudden. Because he's getting more attention. (laughs) And he's popular now. It's the... It's the... It's like the funniest blow up. That's that's how it worked. You yeah, know, in no, middle that's literally school, how you it had worked. braces <laughs> and then in high school you get your braces taken off and all of a sudden you're beautiful. Yeah, so that was a thing and it's funny because normally or I wouldn't say normally, but I know a trope in some of these shows is like the weird braces kid takes the braces off and he has a glow up, but he's still the same on the inside and like Yeah. He's still cuz for example, Ginger had a crush on this kid, and they were together for a little bit, and then he got this glow up, and he, like, shunned her for a while, because he was like, no, I'm better than that. But then he, they get back, yeah, so rude, but then they get back together. But, what I love about it is, like, not that in particular, but a lot of shows, one of the tropes is that, like, your first crush is, like, this big, dramatic love of your life, like, no one will ever that you are guys gonna be together forever mind you they're like 12 13 and right that's a thing that doesn't happen in this ginger does get she does date darren for a bit but she has like two other love interests then she gets back together with darren once they're in high school for a while and then it shows because like darren <laughs> gets a little popular and interested in a whole nother girl her name is simone she's like a cheerleader and he cheats on her which I never really saw in that type of media for kids my age, you know? Yeah. It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't more so, like, I wouldn't see them, not that I'm saying that they should definitely have shows where kids are cheating on each other, <laughs> but it was always, like, the main girl would have an unrequited love for, the, for this guy, and he just wasn't interested in her, so she was heartbroken in that instance, or he would be, like, a mean boy, and he would mess with her, pretending that he liked her and didn't. Ginger and Darren were together, and he would actively cheat on her, which broke my heart as a kid, because I'm not expecting that. But I'm like, yeah, that that's something that may happen, you know? Kids are not the smartest, and he's just like, oh, I got two girls who like me. I'm hot crap, you know? Yeah. So they break up after that, because she's, she knows her worth, and she's like, no, that's that's not okay, and I've known you for so long, so the fact that you would do that to me is like really hurt, you know? It's yeah, sad. You know, not not to make this on a sad note, but I like that she's not like, oh, it's okay, you know, um, I still love you or whatever. She's like, no, we're not together anymore, and you clearly don't want to be with me, so we're not. It just yeah. shows different relationships that I didn't have in most of my preteen shows. And I will <laughs> say, I don't think that's very common for young girls, especially yeah. back mm-hmm. then. Like, most of the time, you know, the girl just kind of, and I don't, and I, I know there's going to be, like, a lot of different things, but, like, Mm-hmm. I feel like most of the time, especially, like, in reality, girls are, I mean, to put my thoughts together, in general, <laughs> girls are taught 
from a very young age to kind of suck it up and deal with it most of the they time. They are, yeah. And I'm I'm not saying that guys don't go through this too because there are a lot of things that society puts on guys as well. Definitely. But I think when it comes to like pain, regardless of this, that's physical or emotional, like girls are taught to kind of suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. And so it is very uncommon for a girl, especially in the 2000s, <laughs> early 2000s, mm-hmm. to be like, no, I'm worth more than that. I'm not going to suck it up and deal with it. Like, oh, you know, you just had like a, a momentary like lapse of judgment. I'll forgive you for it. Like, I mean, I know that does work sometimes. Like some people can be like, oh, you know, I forgive you or whatever. Like, you know, to yeah. each their own, they all have different circumstances and stuff like that. But it mm-hmm. is very uncommon for yeah. a girl to be like, no, we're done. Especially yeah. at that age. Exactly. And I think for a bit, they weren't friends and they do like make up later on I think if I remember correctly because I actually haven't watched the ending in a while they do end up like together like later later on because I remember the ending of the show was like here's the future of these characters or something like that yeah but it's still very much like she didn't just suck it up and grovel and was like okay this guy cheated on me but it's fine he's my the love of my life I'm gonna keep him or whatever yeah no yeah. rose-colored glasses none yeah and I love that for her. She was such an inspiration for me. And I was like, good for you, girl. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So another reason I love this show is because I related to Ginger and how she continues to try to figure out her life throughout <laughs> the show. You know, it's it wasn't that just never like, stops. Never, <laughs> never stops. You get. <laughs> no. But like, it's not something I really actively thought of as a kid, but she very much did. did. Yeah. Like I act I thought of like my life and I was always like trying to change or something, but she was very much always like, Who am I? You know? And she questioned it and it was just like growing up, like what do I wanna be? How do, who am I as a person? What does what is my life gonna look look like? And it's all what is it, influenced by like what's going around her. Because she was she is being raised by her mom, by herself. And a lot of shows that I would watch growing up with single parents, it was because the other parent, you know, passed. Her, this was not the case with her. Her dad is an absentee dad, and they show throughout the show how that affects her. Mm-hmm. And not saying I have that experience, because my dad was an absentee. But my mom was still a single mom, you know? Yeah. Um, my dad was in my life, but we didn't, like, live in the same household. Her dad was just an absentee dad and d- disappointed her a lot. And I saw that in with my younger sisters with their dad and I can see how it like affects you as a person and growing up in your relationships with other people and yeah the show didn't shy away from that with Ginger and how in her relationship with her father and her mom That's really was, cool. it was and her mom is like one of her was her rock they I love their relationship like I was very close to my mom and Ginger is very close to her mom her mom's name is Lois she was like a working nurse she was such a cool character and she gave her kids the grace to like grow and learn about themselves because she's yeah. raising Ginger and Ginger's younger brother Carl essentially by herself. Her brother was a menace. He would need his own episode. He as younger brothers in most TV shows are, yeah. which he I can't relate to because my brothers are not at least not a menace to me. They're actually <laughs> quite amazing little wow. brothers that care about me a lot. <laughs> but I feel like when I watch TV, there's all these like little brothers that always try to make their older sisters' lives miserable. And I was like, oh, I yeah. can't relate. I don't know what that's like. Like he did like love his sister. Like, you know, most people I assume love their siblings. But yes, he was it, him his name is Carl and he had a friend named Hoodsey and they were always trying to come up with like these schemes <laughs> and experiments. They were just unhinged they were really funny <laughs> anyway uh, another point that i have for this show is it and it's a popular trope in other shows for our age range but i liked it a lot because i felt like i saw it more here where the best friends aren't like perfect yeah that makes sense so for example she has this friend named dodie and dodie to me, she's not my favorite character because she was just not the best friend that you would think most people have. She got jealous extremely easily. If if Ginger had any type of positive attention, she didn't like that because she felt like it 
upset the balance of the fact that her, Ginger, and Macy were, like, dukes. So if Ginger was going to, like, call their attention, she's like, no, we're dukes. That's, you don't deserve that. And I'm just like, this is your best friend. Don't treat her that way. When yeah. Ginger was getting really close to Darren when they first started going out, she came up with a scheme to break them up. And I'm just like, what kind of best friend does that? Like, what's wrong I feel with like you? that's so common. Somebody always I has know, a scheme to break somebody like, up. But, like, it's, it'd be one thing, it would be one thing if it was, say, like, Miranda. Because Miranda didn't like Ginger. But this yeah. is your best friend. You don't expect that from your best friend. This show is really good at showing, like, betrayals of friends, you know? That's they so got, sad. They, it is. They they got over it and they moved past it. But it was, Jody was, like, just an insecure kid. And it was very, very apparent. And her growth, she does get, like, character growth, luckily. But... She was just like, she was just, it was, it showed me who I wouldn't want to be in my life, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, this show showed me a lot <laughs> growing up. I love this show so much. It was just like, you don't have to deal with that. Like, especially not from someone who's supposed to be your best friend. Yeah. And that's just, you don't have to deal with that. They do move past it and her friends stay her friends for the entire show. But it just shows like the different cycles of friendship that you go through like one day your best friend's like the best person ever the next day you guys can't stand each other and you come back together you know I had that very that's a very like yeah I will say Mm -hmm. like kids especially I mean I feel like I see Mm -hmm. that more in elementary school yeah like the younger you are you're like when they were younger yeah yeah like they're like best friends and then they hate each other and they're best friends again like kids friendships are like hilarious to watch they they are they are it's very fun and (laughs) interesting to watch you're just like why are you so dramatic and Dodie was very dramatic <laughs> you know they they were friends later on at the end of the day and they grew as a trio of her Dodie and Macy but it just it, it wasn't something that I thought would happen because like when I was a kid I never like yeah me and my friends are like fight over like petty things but it never occurred to me that like oh your best friend might try to stop your first relationship this one that you're really excited for and about this kid that you really, really liked, and Ginger really liked Darren, so I was like, you see, she's having a good time, she's really happy with this kid, they're not hurting anybody, and you're like, nope, Ginger has too much attention, I don't like that, that was weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. They do grow in experience throughout the show, um, once they get towards, they mature as they go on, as you do when you get older. The show was very short, so we didn't get past the first year of high school, unfortunately, it was only three seasons yeah seven eight high school yeah but you watch their growth as they go from 12 year olds to 14 year olds and go through life and experience jealousies first heartbreaks first relationships and it was just it's such a cool show that just i feel like not a lot of shows maybe now because media has gotten better but growing up i felt like that wasn't super common yeah in a realistic way, like not like the Bronco, like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> but in a more realistic way that seemed more palpable to me. Yeah. Uh, so one of my closing points. The theme song is really good. It's <laughs> Gray. Always uh, gotta talk about the theme song. I oh, will say with Ninjago, that theme, theme song. <laughs> I have that theme song on my iPad or on my iPod. I always say Valid. iPad, iPod. Old school music listener over here. Yeah, and it's it's really weird because. It's a good song, and I, it's sung by Macy Gray, and I know the lyrics since I was a kid. But it's kind of like one of those uh, glass half empty type songs, because it's called um, "I'm in between," and like the first line is "Someone once told me the grass was much greener on the other side," which, in essence, I take to mean like you might think your life might be better if you had more stuff, but then you get that stuff and see that no, your life is fine and just as good, you know? Yeah with what you have things like that so i love that and it's like who has that for a theme song for a show geared towards 11 12 13 year olds yeah and i love it i love that song it's like one of my favorite nickelodeon theme songs to this day and ginger kind of like gets that throughout the show it's just like don't think your life will be better if you happen to be more popular or you have better clothes or something you know just trying to show you that life is still good or can be good with what you make it, what you have. You have a great support system at home. Your friends get better. Your relationships that you had in middle school won't be the relationships you have growing up. Like, it's not an end-all, be-all. 
type thing. But she was just a cool character. She was also a redhead, and I think she started my love for redheaded characters super random. <laughs> yeah. She was just a really cute redhead. I feel like my research for this one was not as good because it was a little difficult to try to find these episodes because it's only available on Paramount Plus. I was watching this fucking YouTube, <laughs> and they're all over. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to watch it, you can stream it on Paramount Plus for anyone who has that. I still can't believe it came out in 2000. I really, I think I paid more attention to it, obviously, when I was older, but I really did not think it came over 20 years for this show. Well, that's okay, because we can talk about something else that doesn't make us feel old. We could talk about our recommendations. <laughs> so okay. I will start. I am recommending Young Justice. Honestly, it is so good. It has the same kind of quote-unquote brotherly vibes all this together type of theme going on throughout it and i really really like it i don't know if you've ever watched young justice i have my confused faces i haven't seen obviously lego ninjago so i was just like yeah okay but i have watched young justice (laughs) well because it has the same kind of like team coming together as a team kind of like trying to prove themselves and yeah like saving the world it has a lot of similar parallels even though they're, like, very different, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between the two. And I just love Young Justice. I mean, you know. But for anybody who doesn't know what Young Justice is, first of all, what's wrong with you? It's so good. Go watch it. Yes. It is about the teenage sidekicks of the Justice League and basically how they form their own team and complete missions together while also going through everyday school and home life. And it's so good. Unfortunately, it could only be watched on HBO Max and Amazon. Uh, unless you own it on DVD like me. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things that I loved so much I had to own it. Okay. Maybe then I definitely will have to like check it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, positive if you physically own it. I love Young Justice. I it ha- again, it has some of those like funny one liners where like Robin makes me laugh. Because he's always questioning English. And I'm like, but say, like, makes me question English. I already question English as it is. But probably my favorite line that he says, they're on a mission. And they, if I remember correctly, they encounter multiple villains in the same day or within the same episode. Mm -hmm. And somebody talks about being uh, underwhelmed. Like, they're underwhelming. And they're like, well, that's an insult. And then somebody talks about being overwhelmed. And so Robin just says, he's underwhelmed, you're overwhelmed. Is anybody ever just whelmed? (laughs) And it's just, it's one of my favorite lines. And I remember the year that that came out, I was at a convention and somebody had, you know how people do those like portrait posters where it's like the blue and the red? Yeah. Yeah. And it just said whelmed on the bottom. (laughs) And I wanted it so bad. I was like, this is what I need. Gold. (laughs) So, yeah, I love Young Justice. I think it's very witty, very entertaining. And also, I just, you know, I love my my superheroes. And Wally is my favorite. I'm so upset about everything that happened. (laughs) But I still love him. He's my favorite character. Kid Flash all the way. Oh, yes. (laughs) So what is your recommendation, Lisa? If you want the opposite end of the spectrum, because I've already mentioned it, I would recommend Degrassi, The Next Generation. That's the one that I grew up on. And there's like 15 billion Degrassi. There's not. I'm being dramatic. But no, the one I grew is. up on. There's so many. <laughs> the They're all grew, so yeah. overly dramatic. It's like they watching. Very dramatic. It's like watching Gossip Girl, but they're aged down a ton, and it's like 12 times more dramatic. Yeah. But I, I still... I loved Degrassi growing up. Degrassi The Next Generation is the only one I watched. I would still recommend it because even though I didn't go through all of their things to that extreme, it is still things that kids those age do go through. And that one follows the characters for a lot longer. I believe they start in the seventh grade and then end with their senior year. Oh, wow. Yeah, that one's a lot longer. And not everyone stays and a lot happens. That was one, in that show, if you ever actually watched it, that was one of the first instances where I saw a school shooting on TV, Mm. and they show you the reactions and the life afterwards, which I feel like, unfortunately, now is very prevalent in today's society. At least in the U.S. where we live. Yeah, in the U.S. (laughs) I can't speak for where else, but it was just, 
a very powerful episode. And you and it's not even just them showing the school shooting. It shows what led up to it, which they don't do a lot. Not time to like victimize or or feel bad for the perpetrator, but like not everything is all black and white. So I would recommend yeah. Rafi. Well, the only other thing I have to talk about is that I'm going to enable you, Lisa, to do mm-hmm. something for me. Which is ridiculous, because this is not really an enabling thing. This could be a, a very far reach, but on the topic mm-hmm. of Lego Ninjago, mm-hmm. I need you to take me to Legoland so I can see the Lego Ninjago section. Oh, is that it? Yes, Girl, I, can do I that. would like. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I would... even been to Legoland. Let's go. They even have like the Lego Ninjago themed like hotel room. It looks yeah. so cool. It's like. I mean, it's definitely, Lego Ninjago is one of those things that's most definitely geared more towards boys, but I think it looks amazing. I want <laughs> to stay there. I want to go. I just need to go. Please take me. Please and thank you. Yes. <laughs> Goodness. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is that is that. I said what I had to say. You said what you had to say. Yeah. Subliminal messaging. Take me to Lego. <laughs> take me to Legoland. That's so subliminal. <laughs> but... Anyway, if you would like to be a part of the conversation, you could follow me, Cassie, on Twitter and Instagram at SassyKCreates. And you can follow me, Lisa, on TikTok or Instagram at dway underscore baby 425. And if you have any respectful thoughts, feelings, (laughs) rebuttals to anything we've said, or maybe you just have something you want us to be as obsessed with as you and you have your own points and reasons to give us, Please let us know. You can visit my website, sassycassie.com, where this podcast and all other manners of the abyss have gathered. And if you'd like to support me in any other way, you can visit my YouTube at Sassy Cassie, or you can leave a review for me and Lisa here on this, whatever you're listening to this on. <laughs> let us know how we're doing. We're probably not doing great, but we're trying. <laughs> Thank you again for being a part of the conversation and hearing us out.